I'm going to just tell y'all, your boy about to preach, uh, launching a church in the middle of a pandemic uh, is not the most exciting thing to do, you know? I got no amens on that because y'all ain't planning no churches. But let me tell you this, I believe you're here not because you need another church service. I believe you're actually here because you actually need God. So this is what I want to tell you. We're going to preach. I'm going to preach, and uh, if I don't get one amen, uh, we'll be here to six tonight. You can preach. You can, you can preach. See, you got it. You're smart. Uh, you can preach. You can say, preach black brother with the skinny jeans, whatever you want to say. Uh, but <laughs> real talk. Man, get something from God. Uh, I believe God actually wants to speak to your heart. First service was bananas. I believe some guy has something special for the second service. And so, are you ready for the word? Hey, lift up your hands one more time. Say, God, speak to me. I ain't here for nobody else. I need you. I think you got a word that can change my life. In Jesus' name. High five or air five, somebody, let's go. I got the Chatterbox Corner behind me. No, they're not here for fashion tips. Uh, they're here because we actually believe in community, and so uh, we want you to feel that same community. So uh, if they got ashy knees, just ignore them. Uh, <laughs> well, I got the spirit of comedian on me right now. Yo, go ahead and turn into your Bibles to Exodus 5. I'll be right there in just a little bit, but let me set this up. We're going to be in the book of Exodus. Exodus is the, the book where God's people uh, were exiting basically slavery, exiting Pharaoh under Pharaoh's leadership. They were people that were enslaved uh, by the Egyptian people. And we're going to look at the specific portion where God gives Moses a command to tell Pharaoh that he needs to let the people go, but not only let the people go, but for three days they needed to go into the wilderness to fast and make a sacrifice to God. How many of y'all know it don't always happen like you think it's going to happen, right? Like, like in, 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 in chapter 5, uh, Moses comes to Pharaoh, and this is what ends up happening. He says, yo, God says you got to let the people go, and Pharaoh's like, first off, you're just being a distraction from my assembly line here at BMW, making more cars, and so I'm going to need you to go back to your God and tell him to go on because I don't serve your God. And then this is what ends up happening. The people of God end up having to produce twice as much with less. What happens when you got to produce but you don't have enough in your hands? Have you ever experienced a, a season where it felt like lack but God still came through? Yeah? We're going to look at this story today. Have you ever been in a moment, let me just, let me say, this is for the real Christians. Have you ever been mad at God because it didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out? Like, like, like 2020. Like 2020 can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Like we can, we can skip 2021 and get into 2022. I feel like it's been like two years. Y'all know that movie, it's like you wake up and you go through the same thing. I feel like that's where we've been at. Y'all, okay, y'all be fake if you want to be fake. <laughs> Furthermore, can you say yes to God when God says it's going to get worse before it gets better? 
Because for some reason in this society, we feel like in, in the Christian community that it's all roses and sunshine and pink flowers and unicorns. But the fact of the matter is that God says narrow is the way, which means it ain't going to be pink roses all the time. Let's get into it. I want to preach from the subject, keep it in God's hands. Say that to your name and say, keep it in God's hands. Look at verse 22. It says, then Moses went back to the Lord and protested. Why have you brought me all the way, all, all this trouble on your people, Lord? Why did you send me? I done been here. I done said what you done told me to say. I done told Pharaoh to say what he needs, what you told me to say to Pharaoh. And this is what he says. And you have done nothing to rescue him. But tell somebody you came with, say, God's got this. Moses right now is in his feelings, like many of you have been in your feelings during this pandemic, including me. And Moses is out here with a stutter problem, and he's like, God, he ain't listening, and what you told me to do, I did exactly what you said to do, and it ain't happening. Nothing's producing out of what you told me to do. What happens when you're faithful to God, and it seems like nothing is happening in your life, no fruit is being bared, even when, you, even when you obeyed what God told you to do? Can you still lean in when God tells you to do something, even though nothing shows up immediately? I want to talk to you about keeping it in God's hands. I want to give you four points on how we can do that. One of the things I know that the enemy will do ties this. He will work overtime to convince you that God's plans have failed. Right? Like if he can get in your head, he can get in your heart. And if he can get in your heart, then he can get to your spirit. If he can get to your spirit, then he can sow a seed and steal your peace. You know what that is? It's called an illusional problem. Many of us right now are living in an illusion that's not a real problem. Because you serve a God who's bigger than your problem. But why is the problem bigger than your confession of faith? I want to deal with the illusional problems that we're facing right now in the pandemic. I told you all, if you don't amen me, it's going to be 6 o'clock. But look at this response that God gives to Moses. He says, then the Lord told Moses, now, somebody shout now. Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people of God go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. God looks at Moses and he says this, Moses, you're about to experience the power of my hand. Moses, you're about to experience something you've never experienced before. Like, like no weapon formed against you will prosper, right? You love that scripture. I love that scripture. But let's put it in today's context. Like cancer, it may show up, but it, it won't take you out. Diabetes may have shown up, but it won't be a result of your death. Huh? Like your lost child who's been out in the world for three years, six years, and you, been, and you raised that child to be a son or a daughter of God. Can I prophesy right here, and for anybody that's watching online, I serve a God who's way more faithful than the temporary struggle that you're facing. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Look at your name and say, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. What is the divorce to God? See, I know we don't talk about divorces in the church. But everybody's situation ain't your situation, so stop judging. I want to tell somebody that divorce ain't going to take you out. Especially if it wasn't your fault. God's got something for you. Boo-boo. He got that new-new coming for you-you. 
And you're going to say, I do, do. Wait, do, do. That one didn't work out, Kerr. Let's keep going. Can I encourage you? Every problem that you face is an opportunity to give God your problem in exchange for his promise. Your number one point is this. I call it the strange exchange. Have anybody ever experienced a strange exchange from God? What am I talking about? Your problems in God's hands produces peace. But problems in your hands produce anxiety. Like, like, like I'm about to give you a cuss word right here. Like keeping it in God's hands requires trust. Like trust in his plans and his faithfulness. You know what I'm plans I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about them Jeremiah 20, 29, uh, 29, 11 plans. Huh? For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the who? The Lord plans to prosper you, not harm you, give you hope and a future. If that is the scriptures, why don't we believe that? Just because there's a problem? What's the problem to God? Right? And so Moses is struggling because Moses is keeping his eyes focused on the people who are complaining instead of the God of the people. And we know what happens when we keep our focus on people. We get in our feelings. And feelings lead to nothing, but faith leads to everything. Right? So I want you to be faithful. That's your number two point. It's this. It's be faithful, not fearful. When my eyes are on God, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness. And God begins to say this to Moses. He says this. We're going to pick it up. He says, God continued speaking to Moses, reassuring him, I am God. Somebody shout it. I am, I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the strong Lord. In other words, he's saying this, Moses, you got your eyes so locked on people that you ain't looked at my track record. You got your eyes so far on people that you ain't look back at your granddaddy Abraham or your great, great granddaddy Isaac or your great, great, great Jacob. Can I just tell you for a second, some of you need to look back at God's track record. And that track record will shatter the problem that you're facing, will shatter the grief that you may be experiencing, will shatter the torment that you're experiencing. Because I've never served God a day in my life, and he did not break through. Come on, give God praise right there. And I get it. We love putting stuff in God's hands, but can you keep it in God's hands? And the reason why we struggle with the word trust it's because, see, we measure God's dependability based on our last failed relationship, friendship, church, job. Huh? I know I'm in your kitchen right now. I'm about to come in there and get some cream right your kitchen just a second. But can I tell you, God's too good to fail you like your last failed whatever you experienced. I said he's too good. He's too good. You don't have to, you don't have, uh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, right? Because trust is a hard thing. Because, see, trust is not just believing the plans of God. Trust is believing God himself, right? It's like the presence of God. It's like we love the presence or or the atmosphere of God, but do we really want God? Because to have God requires transformation of the heart. 
And see, I believe in this room we are people that actually want God to move in. Does anybody want God to move in your life? Like, for real. It, 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 it requires trust. And, and, and this is what I want to pick up. I want, to, I, want, I want to encourage you with this. For every problem that you, got, you have, God has an actual promise for it. Like, if you're lonely, there's a promise for loneliness, Ty. You want to know me, can I tell you what it is? He says, I'll never leave you what? Nor forsake you. If you're tired, he says, come to me, all who are who? Heavy laden, and, and I'll give you rest. If you're anxious, he says, be anxious for what? Nothing. If you're sick, I am the Lord God that what? Heals you. What's your excuse? If you need peace, he's your peace. But can I tell you why we struggle obtaining the peace of God? Somebody shout why. Because many times we forfeit the peace of God because we don't know how to wait. Man, I'm throwing cuss words out here today. <laughs> Psalms 4.8, it says this. In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That sounds cute, don't it? But notice the two emphasis. Notice the two uh, the distinctions of these words. Lay down and sleep, which I didn't get a lot of last night. He puts both of them in there. I'm going to tell you why I believe he put both of them in there. Because just because you're being still doesn't mean that you're at peace. Like, like, let me say it this way. It's not while you wait. It's how you wait. Like, how, how, are, you, how are you waiting right now? Like, oh, my gosh, Pastor Chris, I'm just waiting on him, and I got my eyes set on Jesus, and nobody else deserved my affection but Jesus. Boo-boo, your Instagram and your Facebook show you thirsty. No, 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 because see, I hear all the brothers like, yeah, 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 brothers. Like, you, do you need 15 pair of Jordans? Or can you put some money in your bank account while you wait so that when she does show up, you got some money to provide for her? It's, it's not while you wait, it's just how you wait. Ask your neighbor, poke them in the side. Say, are you, how are you waiting? Ask them if they're good. Like, are you, are you anxiously waiting or are you waiting carefree? Because the Bible tells me to cast all my cares on because he, we can go home right there. Your number three point is this. Whenever you eat, whenever we're talking about keeping it in God's hands, whatever it is you're walking through, whatever, you, whatever it is, keeping it in God's hands requires, Pastor Dave, agreeing with God. Exodus 6, verse 4, says this, but now I've heard, watch this, this is, this, is, this is God talking to Moses, but now I've heard the groanings or the cry of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians continue to enslave, and I have remembered my covenant. Remind God of what he says when you're walking through what you're walking through. Don't be afraid to talk to God and remind God of his promises. You didn't write the book, so you get to remind him of what he said, because now you're living in his hands. Listen, let me, let me give you the correct interpretation of the word Lord. Lord means owner of my life. If he's the owner of your life, then that means he's responsible for your life, which means you can go back to his word and say, bro. I was going to say bro, but you know he ain't bro. He's like the Lord, right? But for the lack of words, bro, you said, somebody shout it, you said. We should do that a lot more often. 
Get off your Facebook and Instagram and your TikTok and your Reels and get back into the Word. And, and you say it. So y'all like TikTok too much. I didn't get no amens on that one, Kirvin. Really got to let my dance on TikTok go? No, you ain't got to let All I'm saying is no, if the first thing we go to every time is social media, then that is the power that you're manifesting in your life, social media. That's why your life look. I'm sorry, this is the first Sunday. But, but I got to be honest. I said, God, I said, God, Curran, I literally said this. I said this. God, give me a rhema word. He told me this. He says, they don't need a new word. They need to be reminded of my word. So I'm just, don't shoot me. Keep your AKs, whatever, to yourself. I'm just trying to give you the word that he gave me. I love to see y'all here next week, though, too. Okay, right? make sure you show back up. You know what I'm saying? Because, all right. Church calls. Yeah. Y'all good? All right. Let's keep going. You're in God's hands, and you're in the God's, and you're in the hands of a God who doesn't forget. He's a man that cannot lie. This is this is song that we used to sing, right? When we were when we were kids. I wonder if y'all remember. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the Sarah in his hands. He's got the sing it. Three part harmony. Some of y'all's flat. But we, 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 we sung that when we were ch- children, but when's the last time you sang it? Because if he really is the God who holds you in his hands, then that's a, that, is a, that is a saying and that is a truth that you can keep and take to the grave. Because he holds my world. I, y'all got to get this. Don't come to church acting like God, your whole world's good right now. You need to be reminded that you have a God that holds not your foot, not just your leg, but your whole world. He got your kids in his hands. He got your future in his hands. Your legacy is secure. Your bank is secure. Your life is secure. Not because I said it, but because he said it. He's not a man that he would lie. And if he's not a liar, then baby, I promise you he'll keep his word. Come on. We stop singing these songs, and I feel like sometimes we need to get back to the older songs. Like, I'm, I'm all about the old. I mean, I'm all about the new, new, but, like, songs like that, man, it teaches you really quick that you can grow up as a child believing you serve the God that you thought you believed in until you face struggles and storms as an adult. And you realize it was just a song. But I believe God wants to take that song of faith that you were singing your entire life and really make it the banner of your life right now. Yeah? Come on. I, I, know, I know it's cheesy, man, but I really do need to be reminded that I, I have somebody who holds me in his hands. Yeah? Come on. It, my, 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 Ty, you can just play a little bit. My, my wife and I, we got married over seven years ago. My queen. My thing. Hey, girl. She in the back. Anyway, I was about to say something. But when we got married, Kervin was there at the wedding. Kervin, you, Kervin will tell you the truth. I was looking down the aisle, and I, I wish I could tell you I could see my wife, bro. She was, I couldn't see her because I was, like, crying. Right? And she was coming down the aisle, and the aisle often represents your life. It's a process. 
to get you to a point of decision. And I remember one of the most powerful moments. It, it didn't make sense then, but it, it's starting to make sense now. Now that my daughter's five and she's getting older, I'm like, ugh, I don't know if I want her to get married because I want to give her away. But I remember my dad was right here with my wife-to-be, and he took her hand. Everything that he had ever known, his world, his baby girl, his reward. I, I would imagine that while he was going down the alley, he was probably rehearsing just a, a movie reel of everything that he had ever did with her, throwing her up as a child and catching her, all this stuff, right? Bringing all those moments to a moment where he would have to take his prized possession and put her into my hands. And I feel like God's just saying, if you're married to me, you got to stay in my hands. Because how awkward would it have been for her, for my dad, when a moment rises up and a situation gets back? Like, how awkward would it have been for my dad, Steve, to come back up and be like, yo, you didn't pay the bills on time. I'm taking my daughter back. And that's how foolish we look sometimes when we get our anxiety back out of the hands of God. Depression back out of the hands of God. His, come on, right, right, right. Uh, get back into the hands of God. Because I promise you this, the enemy can't snatch you from the hands of God. That's what the word of God says. No one can snatch you from the hands of God. But watch this, the enemy can lull you from the hands of God. Because the Bible says that my sheep know my, and a stranger they will not follow. What voice have you been listening to lately? That's removed you from the hands of God. Moved, removed you from his faithfulness, echoing in your heart. The word of God is truth over and over, playing in your heart, playing in your spirit, playing in your soul. You know what would happen if you would give up uh, secular music for just one month and get some Ma Maverick City, a little bit of curving, Sunday's coming. You know what I'm saying? Get, get it in your system just one month of the word of God washing over your soul, you'd be on your daddy's doorstep every day reminding him of his promises. My daughter, my daughter's five, she, she will not let me not remember. She has the spirit of remember. She's like elephant. Like, you said that we were going to Disney World. Baby, baby girl, like, it's, it's a pandemic right now. We can't go... She don't understand a pandemic. All she understands is that I said it. And that I'm not a man that I would lie. So 2020, y'all, we like, we, we going to Disney World. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I got, we got to do it. But will you step back into your father's arms and remind him of what he said? Because he's not a father that wants to leave you hanging. He's not a God that wants to leave you hanging. He's a God that wants to stay true to his word. I mean, can you keep up with everything that's in the Bible? I'm not saying that he can't, but it would be great for you to remind him. That's called love. Stand to your feet with me. I'm going to land this plane. Pastor Dave, I remember when we got our Nissan paid off, right? Anybody ever got, got, got your car paid off? Bro, it was like breakthrough Somebody understand that right there. That's an anointing. And anybody that wants to pay off my Suburban, I give you full permission. 
I remember when we got this car paid off, how good it felt. And Galatians 4, 5 reminded me of that moment. It says, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, right? Look at that word, redeem. The word redeem in this specific translation is a Greek word. It's etzegorzo. It comes from two Greek words broken up. Ek, ek, represents from out of. And agorzo means purchased. If he redeemed you, he purchased you. And see, that's a, that's a marketplace word, right? It means to be redeemed from slavery. As Christ has redeemed us. Why would you remove your, yourself from the hands that purchased you? Like the one that gave up everything in his possession to get you. Why would you take anything that don't belong to you back in your own hands? Or it's like, let me put it this way. Why would you put yourself back into slavery? Because anything other than the promises and the, fruitful and the fruit of God is a trap waiting to enslave you back into bondage. Can we put ourselves back into the hands of God today? I just, I just wanna, I want you to leave encouraged because I, I want you to know that in the middle of this pandemic, God actually wants you to thrive, not just survive. He wants you to, he wants you to come out of this better than you, than, than you went into this. And somebody in the room, like, we don't need to play church. Like, there's a lot of anxiety in this room. One of our spiritual gifts is, is the prophetic. There's a lot of anxiety in this room. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there. Where he's the owner of your life. There is freedom. Wherever he's not the Lord of your life, there is the enemy. Did you catch that part? So some of the things that we're struggling with are some of the things that we haven't put in his hands. Let's, let's do it. Let's just do it in an authentic way, whatever that looks like. Hey, thanks for watching today. We hope you were uplifted and encouraged. Go to mark.church for all things Mark. Join a team, join a circle, give, whatever it is. Check us out there and be a part of what God's doing through us.